It's an AFC Championship Red Friday, and we've got revenge. 21 to 10, Kansas City, second down and goal to go at the one. Chiefs out of timeouts. They're going to go. They give it off. They fake a handoff. They throw it to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill trying to get off a hit. He'll be tackled, and the Chiefs will not score at the end of the half. Burrow takes the snap. Fade pattern. Left side. It's caught for a touchdown. Benton getting burned on the far side. Burrow raising the right leg. Takes the snap at his hip. A slant pattern that's caught by T. Higgins at the 32. Higgins just bigger right now than Rashad Fenton. Stretch run, it goes to Mixon inside the 20-15 and stumbles forward to the 12-yard line. McPherson's kick is up. It is good, and the Cincinnati Bengals have won the AFC Championship. Uh, if you're not fired up to play a team that's beat you three times in a row in the AFC Championship game, uh, then you're not going to be fired up for any game. So uh, I'm excited to play up against a great football team and try to do my best effort to, to go out there and get a win. Time. Time to play the game! <laughs> Live from Rally House, it's Josh Klingler, Dusty Light, and yours truly. It's time to get this thing started. It's Fesco in the morning. It's all about the game. I know you play it. All about I know it is time for the game, man. <laughs> it's time for the game. It is so tough. To ramp up, we are live at Rally House, 97th Covera. Come on by. Uh, we're giving away uh, Patrick Mahomes jerseys from uh, Rally House. Coming up, the next drawing will be at 8.15. We're doing it on the uh, the 15s. Got three more to give away before the show is over. Get yourself a Rally House gift card just by asking as well. Uh, we have donuts from our friends at Lamar's as well for a little breakfast on the way in. Most importantly, the store is open. You can get your shopping on here at Rally House at 97th and Quivera. It is time to talk with the voice of the Chiefs. Mitch Holtis, who's joining us today outside Pooches once again. Good morning, Mitch. Got that open. I feel like I was at like an NBA game from the University of Central Missouri. It's Dusty Likens from Dubuque Hempstead High School. I was like, God, I'm fired up. And then he has to go back and play the lowlights of last year's AFC Championship game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm banging some sheetrock here with my head. Way to go there. Getting fired up. All right, this is the uh, – I, I, I'm sure you've done probably interviews around the country. I have this week, and I just let them know, uh, yes, I'm an amateur ankle uh, anal- uh, analyst. I have no medical backing. I have no nothing other than we're all amateur uh, ankle people. Ankle mania has been running wild. Everybody's an orthopedist. Now, here's what I'll say. I'll say I've heard that he might be on his last breaths or two – my cousin's cousin's realtor saw him on a skateboard going down the middle of the street in bare feet. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. between those two, okay? Because it's everybody. Oh, I, I had that injury. You know, I was in the – it was the dress rehearsal for my seventh grade play. I had that exact injury. I could not go the next two nights. Like, okay, gotcha. Got, got all that. It, it's been all systems go, green light, green light. We know he's not 100%, but he's he's rolling, as Coach would say, and headed towards that 5.30 date to destiny. Mitch, I'm a avid wrestler fan. The Royal Rumble is on Saturday. This game kind of gives me a little <laughs> bit of those vibes, right, when uh, it's like Stone Cold versus The sure. Rock or, or Brett the Hitman Hart versus HBK when it comes to Burrow and Mahomes, Cincinnati, and KC. What say you, Mitch? 
we're rapidly uh, approaching that. You know, it's honestly, I really think Patrick Mahomes is a true superhero because whether it's Batman or Superman or Spider-Man or Black Panther or whomever, the superhero is always the constant. It's the villains who change. And now we have a new villain with Joe Burrow. It was Josh Allen. It was Lamar Jackson. So just like Lex Luthor and, and all of the villains, here comes now the new villain is Joe Burrow. He feels just more comfortable in me in the role of the villain than superhero. But, yeah, he's beat Patrick Mahomes three times. How many times have you heard that this week? But Burrow's good. He's having a great year. They're having a great year. They might be the best team right now in the NFL, the Bengals comprehensively. But they're also beatable. And so bring on – because here comes your superhero limping into the ring, if you will, with your wrestling analogy, ready to take on the next challenger. Sticking with, with wrestling, they, 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 they try to go for the pin. Well, now we're talking two kinds of wrestlings here, Kling. Kling, uh, you grew <laughs> up as an Iowa Hawkeye. And yes, they, regular, you can, I call it regular guys, wrestling. I should know. Yeah. You guys are the, yeah, I mean, we're talking uh, like high school and college wrestling here. Mm-hmm. And I like your question. It's a good good transition here because, to me, one of the major elements of this game on Sunday is the fact that Cincinnati, in their DNA, is the wrestler that wants to get you pinned in the first period. They're not going to wait for, like, a major decision in the third. They're coming for you. They're going to get the takedown, slap the mat, walk you off. Because the Bengals, in the last five games, have outscored their opponents 46 to nothing in the first quarter. They have not allowed an enemy touchdown in the first quarter for 12 consecutive games. Thirdly, their defense has only allowed 22 total points all year long. That would be the span of 19 games where the opponent has only scored 22 points in their first offensive possession. Cincinnati doesn't wait for rope-a-dope. They're coming out swinging. It's like going to guns and hoses uh, in June and these and the firefighters fight the police and it's like ding and they just come out and just wail on each other that's what cincinnati wants to do and to knock you out the chiefs must take the fight to them from the first second of this game because cincinnati will get you down 14 to nothing quickly much like they did to buffalo we're talking to the uh the multi-high school athlete out of smith center kansas mitch holtis uh today here on fesco in the morning live at rally house on uh, 97 the quibera mitch um Buffalo-Cincinnati, that was the, the most anticipated game that kind of was a dud. Uh, how much did that snow impact the, the D-line versus O-line battle? And I guess as opposed to how you could say, I guess the Bengals technically shocked the Bills as it was everyone saying it was Bills-Chiefs' destiny for the AFC Championship game. Well, and they were thinking, Dusty, that it was going to be uh, throw to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, throwing some Tyler Boyd, I'll hear some Hayden Hurst. And honestly, it was very similar to what the Chiefs did to the Bills in the 2020 COVID regular season game. And Kling will remember this being on the sideline back in the closet when we were doing games on the road from, from uh, GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. And that's the game where the Chiefs like ran it 40 times. I do think the conditions probably contributed to this, but Cincinnati just ran it right up the nostrils of that Buffalo defense. They would double-team the play side, a down lineman like Ed Oliver's getting destroyed. They would get locked onto the linebackers, and the linebackers, whether they couldn't get their footing or they just couldn't get off the blocks, could not handle it. Six yards, seven yards, 12 yards, eight yards, and it was an avalanche, uh, no pun intended. 
and it was coming from Cincinnati, but their ability to run the ball, run it so effectively. And here's why I was a surprise, Dusty. Cincinnati throws the ball on first down more than any team in the NFL. And they threw it on first down some. They started the game with a first down throw. But most of the time, they were running it right up the, um, the nasal cavity of the Buffalo Bills. And that was the most shocking part of that game. <laughs> Mitch had to clean that one up there. Yeah, so a little pause. I was Mitch, is, Mitch is ready, man. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's you're, ready for Sunday. You're close there, Mitch. Three, uh, three offensive linemen down. The changes in in offensive line. I don't doesn't appear they might get anybody back this week. Obviously, the the guys that filled in you didn't really notice last week. Clint, can we stop it? Can we stop the myth of? Oh my gosh, Cincinnati has no offensive linemen. They had to go to Rally House and buy three of them just to fill in. And, oh, my gosh, it was so courageous because what they did with these guys that are off the street and Baker Mayfield with the Rams. Stop it. No, 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 no. At right tackle, and this is for the case, is playing right tackle. Guys, he was he's 5-1. and one. This will be a seventh playoff game. And Adenogy started every game last year in their road to the Super Bowl, including the Super Bowl. That's your right tackle, so it's not like, oh, he's never played before. Max Sharpring, the right guard who's the, oh, the fill-in, oh, my gosh, feel sorry for the Bengals. This is going to be his sixth career playoff start. He started in Houston, uh, so he's been around the block a whole bunch. Harris is the dude in the center. He's won two Super Bowls and played in another one with New England. Polson's a really good rookie. Uh, out of a town with 20 people in it. Uh, and then the one the one guy's the left tackle. The one, the left tackle, I'll say, okay. But the other four, stop it. It's a myth of, like, gosh, how courageous they are. Of, they just got these guys off the street and won the game. Come on. Let's be real here. This is a bunch of offensive linemen who played. They've been there. They've done that. And you're going to have to beat their blocks. Uh, and you're gonna have to, you've got to exceed the physicality and exceed the intensity of the Bengals in this game. You don't meet it, you exceed it. Mitch, I've said all week uh, that this game, every single time the Chiefs play the Bengals, there's there's something that goes awry in the second half because the Chiefs have never not led going into the fourth quarter. They've led by 18-14 and 7, and they've lost all three games to Cincinnati by a combined total of nine. What is what is happening uh, at, at the end in the second half that, that might be a little tricky, I guess, in some uh, instances for the Bengals. Well, uh, th- and thanks, now, uh, Dusty, thanks for bringing that up, too, because you're welcome. Don't you feel like the national narrative has been like, easy Bengals have been 47 to nothing? Like, Mahomes can never move anything against Joe Burrow. Stop it. Two are walk off kicks, and the Chiefs are winning the game on December the 4th. On a 19 yard reception, Kelsey gets stripped of the ball, where the Chiefs could go in and take a two possession lead. Like, these have all come down to the nail-biter and the wire. Your first-half, second-half question, though, is very interesting. It's one of the crux of the matters on the priority list here is the ability to adjust to Lou Anarumo and his defense, or Lou Ferragamo or whatever this guy's name is. He, he could have been on our Pooch's uh, coach's uh, profile, though, Clay. Oh, absolutely. Check yeah, him out. Yeah, yeah. Any, anybody that coaches at the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy goes right to that Pooch's coach's list. He's good. He's done a good job. But they have, man, the difference that they do in approach from first half to second half uh, in two of these three games, and especially the AFC championship game, has been profound. 
Now, the famous dropping eight guys, and they sugar it. They'll they'll disguise it. But they ran it on 10 of 25 dropbacks in the second half against Patrick last year in that game that you just played the highlights for. In the first half, they only did it five out of 21 dropbacks. Mahomes' QBR last year in the second half was 1.4. It is a drastic strategic change that they have the ability. They planned it. They rehearsed it. But they wait to spring it on the Chiefs. Uh, and they did a little bit of that to Buffalo last week. They'll bring six guys up on the line of scrimmage, and then you don't know who's coming and who's dropping, and they'll drop eight, eight in the coverage or bring four and drop two. It really is the ability of the pressure group up four, no matter who's coming or who's not coming, that has been the defining part of the Cincinnati defense. But it is this first-half, second-half strategy that Patrick and, and Coach and everybody else has to anticipate of what are they thinking now? Because what you see in the first half may not necessarily be defensively what you see in the second half. The uh, two defensive lines, and I know I, I tend to focus on the def- defensive lines a lot. I'm always calling the Chiefs defensive line to, to, to rise up. I think whichever defensive line has the, has the best day is going to have a, a long say in how this one goes. And that's why you made the honor roll at Dubuque Hempstead High School. <laughs> um, Maybe dead on and it's going to be everybody chris jones has had an underrated season it's and people can talk about the no postseason sacks but if you look at how he affects the game up and down the line for everybody else but it's the carlos dunlaps the Derek Nottys, the brandon williamses uh the george carlopthuses the frank clarks it's everybody in on this and you've got to defend the run you i mean i know sags has been emphasizing it all week long Yes, they have Jamar Chase, who went for 266 a year ago, December. And, yes, they've got T. Higgins, who had those plays in the AFC Championship game. And, yes, they've got uh, Tyler Boyd, and Hurst has been a great addition for them. But this, to me, starts and maybe ends with Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. Mixon didn't play on December the 4th, but P. Ryan had 150 all-purpose yards in that game. And the most forgotten play was the uh, screen pass to P. Ryan last year that made it 21-10 to 10 that set up the sequence for the events that had eventually happened. Tackling, and I know it sounds 7th grade Smith Center in this, tackling, tackling, tackling. And that your defensive linemen have got to tackle. And you've got to get these guys down on first hit or close to it and rally tackle to the ball. Uh, Spags told me yesterday, you know, we have speed. He might have said it to the regular media, I don't know. Speed to the ball, speed to the ball. Get speed to the ball. Use the speed to the ball. And uh, uh, get a lot of folks to these runners because these runners will break tackles and they're powerful. Mitch, I don't know how you pace yourself. I think this week it's a little bit easier to pace yourself because I want to give uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, as many hours as possible for, for healing. So let's make it a, let's make it a little bit easier to not be uh, like ready for Sunday. Yeah, more difficult for those of us with anxious stomachs, but actually to play a Saturday and to get the one extra day and then to get the late game, that's all minutes that add up, man. And uh, we'll take, you're right, we'll take every minute we've got. And by the way, if you run into Jeff Grantham there at Rally House, he's the savant of of the whole Rally House kingdom, if you will. Ask for Jeff Grantham, see if he'll show up. But he'll he'll go up and blow some sheetrock up too. So, in fact, Dusty, right now I'm mudding some sheetrock I blew up last night, headbutting it. So I got a problem. Hey, Mitch, it's time to bring the hammer 
down. Yeah, we, that I, I feel like <laughs> we've let the hammer, people down with the hammer because the hammer. We need that hammer in that fourth quarter, man. That's been the problem against these Bengals. I'm bringing a bigger hammer on Sunday. Mitch, if I bang the drum right now, I'm breaking that stick. Dude, I almost did. And, you know, it was, a, it was an exciting thing. And, gosh, it was so much adrenaline. And Kling filled in for me. And Kling will know how much adrenaline was flowing. But then I realized I was the only one dumb enough to accept to do it when it was minus 10 wind chill up there. I figured out, hey, thank you, guys. This is an honor. And they're like, he's he's doing it. He's going to do it. He's the one guy to go Next up here and September. do it when it's this cold. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get we, it. But we, that's okay. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, week two next time when it's warm out. That's for sure. Mitch, can't Hang wait for Sunday. We'll see. We'll see you then. Likens, go find a sack of hammers in that place. They've got a rally house. <laughs> Bring out the whole sack <laughs> of hammers. <laughs> That's right. Mitch, oldest voice of the Chiefs, joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. I'll join Mitch and Dana Hughes on the call on Sunday, 530 on 1065. The Wolf, our pregame coverage gets underway at 2. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.